Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. The other day I saw a television report on this year's Berlin Film Festival and I was overcome by a wave of nostalgia. More years ago than I choose to remember, I was at the Berlinale myself, the first A-list European film festival I'd ever been to. I wasn't quite sure what to expect. The Kit Kat Club from Cabaret, beer halls from old-fashioned operettas, bleak concrete bunkers as seen in all those war films and post-war spy movies. Of course, the answer was none of the above. I've never felt so welcomed. Welcome and bienvenue, in cabaret, oh cabaret, cabaret. This year, there's been some effort to return to the good old days of the festival, with COVID kept, as much as possible, firmly in its place. Berlin, like the other members of the big European three, Venice and Cannes, is all about great international films. And during the festival weeks, fads and fashions are also kept firmly in their place. Where do they want this negotiation? East Berlin. Just tell me that you're not going to be in any danger. I don't even care if it's the truth. Give me something to hold on to. Unlike many English-speaking film festivals, Berlin isn't particularly looking for the next big thing. They're mostly looking for good movies, good stories, interesting places, interesting new faces. At the Berlinale, the phrase, you're not from around here, is often a compliment. Another big difference I found at Berlin was who counted as stars. Quite often, they weren't the usual suspects. Well, not just the usual suspects. Berlin tended to favour European celebrities. Wim Wenders, Juliette Binoche, Guillermo del Toro, over Hollywood A-listers. When I was there, Johnny Depp was known as much as anything for being married to pop star Vanessa Paradis. In Festival Week, the excitement for the range of films from all over the world was palpable. And it was the buzz from those festivals that later led to international movie awards. This week sees three international films in one way or another. Two of them have already been acclaimed by the critics. A film from Kosovo, Hive, picked up every award it was up for at Sundance, while a Danish film called Flea is the first ever to be up for Oscars for the movie Trifecta. Best international film, best documentary and best animated film. Paul, a little bit more up. Come on, let's. 
Så hvis du ligesom lukker øjnene nu, ja. og prøver at trække vejret sådan dybt ind. But first, an American film, but based on a very well-known French play, Cyrano. He's here. Cyrano? Cyrano. Pleasure to meet you, Cyrano de Bergerac. You're a freak. Freak. Cyrano de Bergerac may be the most famous French play anywhere. The story of the short-tempered poet and soldier with the long nose. It's been made several times before, often picking up awards for the lead actor or the makeup department. Steve Martin won a Golden Globe in the modern-day American update called Roxanne. You're in love with her. My fate is to love her from afar. Now, another American actor, Peter Dinklage, has gone back to basics in a new version of the original play. But in this Cyrano from English director Joe Wright, one change has been made. Cyrano de Bergerac is no longer marred by his nose, but by his lack of height. My sole purpose on this earth is to love Roxanne. Does she know? The world will never accept someone like me and a tall, beautiful woman. But he's still the wittiest man in 17th century Paris, as well as the most lethal swordsman. Woe betide anyone who dares to offer him an insult, or for that matter, put something unsatisfactory on the stage. You've made this stage your personal style. The dramatic muse has fled the building. She scampered off when you started gilding. The lily with your great big voice. When a haughty aristocrat takes issue with the undersized theatre critic, he's soon put in his place, his place being six feet under. The rule of law in this period is rather elastic. The rule of makeup is even more so. Powder and paint are applied by the gallon, though for some reason more on the men and less on women, like Cyrano's best friend Roxanne. Friend, I'd be very angry with you if you died. Roxanne is played by Hayley Bennett, who's a new one on me, even though it turns out I've seen her in several films before. Since she's meant to be the most staggeringly beautiful woman in Paris, this lack of impact seems a flaw in the casting. Were Jessica Barden, Thomason McKenzie, even Tuppence Middleton not available? Um, he's very beautiful, obviously. <laughs> Is he? Yes, but his natural modesty means he's completely unaware of it. I've met people like that. They are so rare. Yes. <laughs> but it transpires that Hayley Bennett is, in fact, the life partner of director Joe Bennett. Ah, she also appeared in the original stage production of This Cyrano. No, not on the West End or on Broadway. It played, I'm sure, to packed houses in Connecticut, I believe. Speak to me like you do in your letters. You are a beautiful flower. I am not a flower. I need more. So how, you wonder, could a minor theatre group afford to get the very well-known Peter Dinklage to take on the role of Cyrano? Well, the answer to that is that the new adaptation was written by one Erica Schmidt, or as she's known by the tax department, Mrs Peter Dinklage. Yes. You don't look like a brother. We're old friends, like siblings, but not. We're very close. And what? She's told me everything, the theatre, love at first sight, all of it. She loves me? 
She believes so. Sir, I am so glad to know you. Yes, enough of that. In fact, the story behind this production of that creaky old warhorse Cyrano de Bergerac is starting to sound far more interesting than the play itself. As I'm sure most of you won't need reminding, the plot, in a nutshell, is that Cyrano loves the quite attractive Roxanne from afar, but she loves another. I have a confession to make. I am madly in love. Perhaps he feels the same. But I've never actually spoken to him. Of your love? I think. <laughs> he is Christian. Christian Nubelet. He's a new recruit in your regiment. Of course he is. After Roxanne confesses her love for the handsome but tongue-tied Christian, Cyrano selflessly sets out to lend his wit and poetry to his rival. If he can't have the girl himself, he can pride himself that his irresistible poetry has done the job, albeit on someone else's lips. A woman like Roxanne wants wit, romance, poetry. I don't know how to speak romantically. I am a poet. My words upon your lips. I will make you romantic. Will you make me handsome? She loves me! It's very French, in other words, and a story that in these cynical times may need a bit more selling than it did back in the day of playwright Edmond Rostand. This version, curiously, swings between flowery prose and even more flowery rhyming couplets. Can't stand aside while you dishonor it. With your pumping and your hideous jigs, I will not abide your thumping and uh, dreadful wigs. <laughs> Rhyming couplets tend to work rather better on stage than in a screen adaptation. But to help things along, writer Erica Schmidt and director Joe Wright have summoned another muse of fire, a bunch of songs from a band called The National. I need something to die for, write poems and cry for, and I won't be ashamed, I'd give anything. Well, this might have been a good idea if the songs were any good. The composers are highly regarded, I believe, but they offer very little evidence why here. The songs mostly sound as if they were cobbled together the night before. The only time the score briefly lights up is at the end, far too late, when Irish singer Glenn Hansard of once fame arrives to play a doomed soldier before a battle. Tell him not to cry. In fact, the mark of what's wrong with the film is that the best things aren't at the front. The awful makeup, the so so star performances, but in the back. The sets in real life Sicily are beautiful, and the best performance is the great Monica Dolan as Roxanne's maid. She doesn't get a song, by the way, which may be a bit of luck for her. We have no money. A clever marriage is your only option. I won't be rescued. I'm not in distress. Love, does that mean nothing to you? Children need love. Adults need money. This year, the Oscars rundown seems to be inflicted with a glaring typo. One film has been included among the nominees for Best International Film, Best Documentary and Best Animation. Some mistake, surely. But no, Flea seems to be a new thing, though the blend of animation and real life has been around for a while. The 
The 2008 Israeli film Waltz with Bashir is generally considered to be the first full-length animated documentary feature. And like that film, the Danish-made flea uses animation to protect the identity of the protagonists. Altså, hvad er det tidligste, du kan huske? Uh, vi er i Afghanistan, i Kabul. Min er mit hår, så ingen andre kan gøre det som hende. The interviewee has been named Armin here. It's his voice talking with the director Jonas Poha Rasmussen. To maintain an air of semi-fiction, the animated Jonas is rather taller and blonder than he is in real life. The story of Flea has been in development ever since Jonas met Armin nearly 25 years ago. Har du nogensinde fortalt din livshistorie før? Nej. Vi skal ud. Det er nu. Tsunami Tony Injaboshi. Det er som medier, at min bror han bliver tilbage. Amin was a refugee from Kabul, Afghanistan, which is where this story opens. A story we're reminded that it's taken Amin most of his life to get up the nerve to tell. He describes how his family went into hiding. They'd worked for the Soviet-backed government, but when the Russians fled, the US-backed Mujahideen took over and were out for revenge. Allez trancher maintenant Kabul et les attaques des Mujahideen qui ont repris dès le départ des troupes soviétiques. Amin! There seemed no alternative for Amin, his mother, two brothers and two sisters. They had to leave the country and that meant the hated human traffickers. Their services were both expensive and extremely unreliable. And Amin's family could only afford to smuggle one or two members at a time. We flew to my Har du fortalt Kasper nogle af de her historier overhovedet? Nej. As the title suggests, Flea is about the pressures on Armin and his family to escape an intolerable regime at home. But fleeing is just the start. Getting out is one thing, but where do you go? Det tager tid at stole på folk. And reaching the West is no guarantee of safety. Even in liberal Scandinavia, this film was made in Denmark, refugees were often treated as an embarrassment to be got rid of as soon as possible. In fact, it takes several attempts by Amin's family to escape Taliban-ruled Afghanistan, but that's by no means the end of the story. We flew to der er rigtig meget kriminalitet, og der er politiet, kan man overhovedet ikke stå på. Og hvad er, hvad er planen? Vi flygter med menneskesmugler. Jeg har vildt dårligt som medier, at min bror han bliver tilbage. This isn't just a picture of the plight of modern-day refugees. We've seen that several times already, though the atmospheric animation adds several layers to the radio-style documentary material. But Armin has his own reasons to keep quiet for so long and not just a reluctance to relive traumatic events.
Even years after settling into a new home, there are secrets he's kept from his partner, from his friends, and critically, from the authorities to allow him to flee a past most of us can hardly imagine. Hopefully the success of this film may have done something to alleviate the suffering of the pseudonymous Amin. Right now, the rest of us are forced to see history continue to repeat itself. And that's the trouble with films like Flea. The right people aren't seeing them. The worst thing about a new shocking war is it so often erases the memories of equally appalling ones in the past. In the late 90s, the brutal conflict between Kosovo and Serbia eventually ended with thousands of casualties. Many of them are yet to be identified. The Kosovo wives, they're mostly not formally called widows yet, are forced to petition the authorities to find out what happened to their husbands. And while they wait, their only income is the bare minimum of government handouts. In the small village of Krusha in Kosovo, the women are doubly squeezed. We don't want money, says one of them, Farija. We want jobs. But there's pressure being brought to bear by the surviving men who disapprove of women working. In rural Kosovo, women earning money or driving or travelling on their own into the city, these are simply not done. The rampant sexism in Eastern European villages equals that of their brothers in the Middle East, if movies like Hive are anything to go by. Suffice to say, Farija and her friends can expect little or no support from the local RSA. But one woman at least isn't going to take this lying down. Farija already has a small income from her late husband's beehives, which may explain her entrepreneurial spirit. She suggests to the other women that they should be selling their homegrown produce in the city. <laughs> The particular item is a Kosovo delicacy called ajva, made from roasted red peppers. East Europe can't get enough of the stuff. But getting the women to join her in the face of opposition from the male chauvinist pig collective proves tricky.
Even Farij's crippled father-in-law, who she has to push around in a wheelchair, feed and bathe, is against her. When my son gets back, he'll be horrified, he grumbles. If he gets back, reminds Farija. Now, anyone who's ever seen a movie about a plucky woman up against the whole village to follow her dream will have a pretty good idea what's likely to happen next. But it doesn't make it any less appealing as we watch the community, one by one, starting to see sense. Hive, the name covers both Farija's honey business and the growing group of women creating and bottling Ajvar, is the work of an all-Kosovo production company and, unsurprisingly, it's based on a true story. The writer-director is Blerta Basholi. This is her debut feature, and it's very nicely done. And the star is Ilka Gashi. She looks like a Slavic Sandra Bullock, who's had a bit more experience. She was the star of the hit Albanian sitcom Modern Family, a phrase I'm pretty sure I've never had the chance to use before. But she's terrific, and Hive benefits from her sincerity and the fact that I've never seen a film set in Kosovo before this. The real-life background may possibly give you a hint that there'll be some sort of happy ending. But there's also a final scene linked to the opening where we saw the only way to find out the fate of loved ones is to go through the clothes of war victims. And it's a reminder that there are very few happy endings after a war. The best anyone can hope for is that the survivors be allowed to move on and maybe work together to improve their lot. Like so many European festival films, Hive shows people at their best, often in the face of people at their worst. And on that reminder why we see movies, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.